Anyway, so Corey, come on up. We left you a few minutes. Corey's going to share the word this morning, and, uh, and he did a great job leading. We had a... Um, uh, since I'm here still and still I'm holding the microphone, microphone. <laughs> stay here. All of our leaders, stand up one more time. Let's just uh, bless these guys and give them a hand. Rachel, Brian, um, Oliver, yes, Ree, Elena. There's a couple that aren't here. I mean, these guys give and give and give all week, and we survive on very, very little sleep. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. We love you. Well, thank you all. I'm not, I I guess this is a good idea. I think at first I was like, this is a horrible idea to let me talk this morning. Um, Because I don't don't have a lot left. I know Friday morning the bus was an hour and a half later than I expected it to be. And I I thought I was done at 10, 9.30. I was like, I just have to get to 9.30 and then I'm done. I'll get in my car, I'll have a good cry, it'll be fine. <laughs> An hour and a half later, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, so there's reserves there, but I don't have much left. But then now I'm thinking, this is probably for the best, because then you know you're not getting any nonsense that I came up with, right? Because I don't have any nonsense left to give y'all. This is the Holy Spirit, and like, scribble down Bible verses. So um, we're going to get through this, so, you know... I'm really tired. We're trying to incorporate the youth. I want to encourage the church body as a whole. So I'm going to start like at some obscure church history in the book of 1 Samuel to start because why not? Okay. So there's this portion of Israel's history where Israel as a group of people, they're not really a nation yet. They're, but they're not, their government structure needs some help. And they go to the Lord and they're like, hey, Lord, we want a king. Because we've looked at all the other nations and they have kings and we want that because that's awesome. And God says to the Israelites, he's like, no, you don't. Trust me, you don't want that. And they're like, no, no, no. All the cool kids are doing it. We want a king because they got it. It's going to be awesome. And the Lord's like, you don't want that. This is not something you want. And they're like, no, no, we want it. We want it. And God's finally like, okay, you want it, you got it. And so to get this king named Saul, who turns out to be a bozo, <laughs> right? He's not, he's not good at his job. He's not, like, really equipped to function as a leader. He's jealous. There's some witchcraft involved later on. So he's not necessarily the best king, right? So after a while, though, the Lord says, okay, okay. If you've learned your lesson or not, that's fine. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose a king for you. I'm going to choose you a new king. So that's the first most important thing I want to say today is God says, I'm going to choose a new king. I'm going to pick this person out. So he tells Samuel, who's a prophet, who's one of the people who listens to him and actually listens. He says, Samuel, you got to go to this guy's house. His name's Jesse. He lives outside of town. When you get there, you're going to find the person who I've picked to be the next king of Israel. I don't know what these, the order that these verses are in, but we'll start in 1 Samuel 16, 3. It says, um, So he gives Samuel the specific instruction, invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you which ones of his sons to anoint for me, right? God's picked him out. All you have to do is go and anoint the one that I've chosen. So Jesse has a bunch of strapping young lads for boys, right? He's got a bunch of boys, so he brings up the eldest, you know, good looking, like quarterback on the football team, 
well accomplished, knows how to run the farm, good guy. And he walks up and Samuel's like, yep, this is it. Quick trip, first guy up, this is the real deal. Because according to all of the outside perceptions that Samuel had, that guy was qualified. He looked like the king of Israel could look. He looked the part. And this guy walks up and the Lord's like, "Mm -mm. nope. Samuel's like, what? Are you kidding me? This is the guy. This, this guy looks like it. And I was like, that's not the one that I have chosen. Samuel's like, all right. Sorry, Jesse. This isn't, this isn't the guy I got to talk to. Bring out, a, bring out another son. So they bring up the next son. And Samuel looks at him. He's like, looks, looks good to me. This, this is fine. Like, let's go. And the Lord's like, nope. That's not the one. That's not the one. They go through the third son and the fourth son and the fifth son and the sixth son. And Samuel's like, dude, you got anybody left? Because I'm, I'm running out of sons here to talk to you. And Jesse's like, well, I got this guy down with the goats. His name's David, but I mean, he's not here running the business. He's not the, he's not the good looking son. He's not the smart son. He's not the son who is the most accomplished. He's been to school the most. He's just tending the goats. I gave him the goat job. He's the goat son. And Samuel says, well, come on, bring him up. Bring him up. Because what God says about the other sons is it's not really the way he looks. You can't judge him by the way he looks because the Lord looks at the heart. So this is, um, we're going to skip to 13. I totally skipped seven, so I apologize about that. But if we could go to um, 16, 13. So as David stood there among his brothers, Samuel took the flask of olive oil. He had and brought and anointed David with the oil. And the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David from that day on. And this is not because of anything that David ever did. This isn't because of like the skill set that David had, how attractive he was, how practiced he was, how important he felt. This was just because the Lord said, you're going to do my work. I have a job for you to do, and you're going to do it. And my spirit's going to be with you until the end of your life. Amen. Isn't that great? So I just want to read this portion. This doesn't really have to do anything, but David gets, Samuel gets um, David a job in Saul, the current king's court. And shortly thereafter, they go to war with this group of people called the Philistines. And you know who's a Philistine, right? So the next story is David and Goliath. And this is where David goes out to, you know, bring his um, brother's food out of the battlefield. And they're all sitting around. He's like, what is going on? There's some dudes over there who need killed. And his brothers and the king are like, we can't do anything about it. They've got this guy. His name's Goliath. There's nothing we can do about it. We're, we're just hanging out. And David's like, what are you talking about? So I'm going to put up this quote. David's like, I'm going to fight him. Let, let's do this. And they're like, you can't fight him. You're too young. And then this is um, 1 Samuel 17, 45 and 46. And David replies to the Philistines. So David goes out. He's like, I'll fight this dude my own self. Little boy, goat boy. Goat boy goes out there. And he says, you come to me with a sword, spear, and javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Today, the Lord will conquer you and I will kill you. Okay, we don't have to go to the rest part. But, right, this is the goat boy out there. You know, the rest of Israel, everybody else, the whole army of Israel, y'all, wouldn't go fight this dude. They're like, we're not going out there. We're not stepping out of our tents. He will cut us dead. And David's like, what are you talking about? This guy's defying the Lord of heaven. I'll go do it myself. And when Goliath, who's giant, comes out and he threatens David, he's like, I'm going to feed you to the birds today, sucker. Right? 
And David, uh-uh. No, sir. You've defied the Lord of heaven. This is the guy who God said, I have a job for you to do. Who nobody thought was good enough to do that job. His dad's like, I've got enough boys doing the important stuff. You can go take care of the, han- the animals. But David said, I'm going to call him because I've got a job for him to do. This story resonated with me this week because I feel like we've been in that place, right? We've already heard that this morning in testimonies. It's hard to always feel like we're, we're qualified. You know what I mean? Did you like Stephanie coming up here and talking? Good, because she's going to do it again. All right, Stephanie, come here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to tell the whole thing story? Do you want me to introduce the fan or do you want to just... Okay, yeah, yeah, she, she's got it. Hi, I know you guys missed me. I'm back. Don't worry, I'm back. So um, I said this message uh, Friday morning, like when we were all sleep deprived, crying, have no more tears in our eyes, you know, um, and the bus was breaking down. So we were outside, some people were worshiping. Guys, you did really good, by the way. So, and all of a sudden, I'm like, you know what? Let me speak this message. So, I have this fan. I brought it to camp this week. A lot of you guys really loved it. I mean, it was hot. It was scorching hot. So it's a little mini Mickey Mouse fan. I'll see it. Okay. So um, a lot of people used it. And this was Thursday night when I got it back from one of my friends. And I see that it's broken. And I'm like, aw, my fan's broken. <laughs> you know? Um, I was thinking of ways that, like, hey, how can I fix this once I get home? Like, there's crazy glue. There's hot glue. You can tape it. Use a string. I don't know. There are many ways that you can fix this thing. But then God told me, hey, does it work? Well, I don't know. Does it work? Guess what? It works. It works. So you may be wondering, what on earth does this have to do with what Corey's saying? You know? So... But a lot of you may be thinking that you're too broken for God, that I've sinned too much. Oh, no, God can't love me. I've done this thing too much. Oh, no, I can't, I can't pray for this person. But no, you may be broken. What would you call this, a flap thing? This flap may be broken, but it still works. Katie, come up here. You use this quite enough. Does it feel good? Still works. Still works. works, You know? So sometimes God wants you to to help these people. Hey, can you you pray for this person? Oh, no, God, I I sin too much. I can't do that. Hey, can you you heal this person? Can you just talk about me to this person? Oh, no, 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 no. I've, I've done this way too much. I cannot do that. I'm too broken for this person. God does not care that we're broken. He loves broken. That's why he loves all of you. Because we're broken. <laughs> you know? God loves you all so much. He doesn't care that you're broken. He doesn't care about your past. So why should we care about our past if he doesn't? You know? <laughs> She'd keep going, y'all. We've got to let her do that sometime. All right, all right. So if you... If you don't believe Stephanie, you need to read the Bible more. Right? That's the truth. That's, you ain't too broken. Right? I mean, let's start with David. 
This is, this is the person who God said, I'm going to handpick the next king of Israel. This is my guy. And we know that he repeatedly says, he's a man after my own heart. David's a jerk, right? David conspires to have a dude killed. That's murder, right? I mean, I'm not, I'm not kidding. What, what do you got? Not, uh, well, I mean, maybe I don't want to make assumptions, but I mean, murder's kind of a big one, isn't it? This is David. This is a guy after God's own heart. You know, um, Moses, God's like, you need to deliver this special word to Pharaoh. Moses is like, I can't speak right. That's fine. Take your brother. You know what I mean? When Jesus picks disciple, disciples, he picks Matthew as a tax collector. Everybody hates his guts. Right? Because he's betrayed the Jews and he's helping the Romans. That's somebody who Jesus chose, who will one day write a gospel. Handpicks Judas. Handpicks him. Judas, you're on the team. Peter, on you are the rock that I'm going to build my church, even though you're going to deny me three times. Right? You, we got nothing on that. We got nothing on people that God handpicks to say, I've called you and you're doing my work. Do you all get that? Kids, high school students, middle school students, do you all get that? Right? This is good. And something else I want to talk about because um, it pertains specifically to, you know, what we were doing this week and Stephanie coming up here. I'm going to put up the, skip to the first Timothy verse. So middle school students, you remember when we were talking about Paul on Wednesday morning and Paul went to Rome? Why was he going to Rome? Does anybody remember? Yes, I thought that was like a, I was really excited. He was going there to what? He, he was going there because they were going to chop off his head. A hundred percent. Paul found a one-way ticket to Rome to visit a church there. And that was because as a citizen of Rome, he could buy into capital punishment. He could get a free trip and they'd kill him. Free trip to Rome to see the church there that he was building. That's who Paul is. While he's on the way there, he's writing letters to this guy, Timothy, who's going to take over. And this is what he says to Timothy. He says, teach these things and insist that everyone learn from them. But don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. Until I get there, focus on reading the scriptures to the church, encouraging the believers, and teaching them. Do not neglect the spiritual gift you received through the prophecy spoken over you when the elders of the church laid their hands on you. Y'all young folks, right? The Lord has called you as agents of the kingdom, right? He's called you to do kingdom work. We talked about the challenge with the middle schoolers that, you know, you got other stuff to do. There's Xbox to play. There's TikTok, TikTok-y to do, right? But you have been called to be agents of the kingdom. And we have to, church, make sure that we don't say, we don't disqualify anybody because they're young. Because we need what they have. We need their youth. We need their innocence. Many of these people haven't been jaded by the world yet. So when they're singing about, I can fly, they're in there. And I'm like, well, not really. Not me. Right? Because I've been jaded by the world. We need their energy. Young people, look back at all those people sitting behind you. 
You need them. So don't let anybody, church, ever say that you're too old. Because that's a lie from hell too. You guys, you need their experience. You need their wisdom. You need their knowledge. And you need their gifts just as much as they need yours. Why? Because we're one church body. We're one church. So this isn't a message today that is just for the people who went to camp about you've been called. This is for all of us, church. It's just like when the women go away, when they do their you know, weekend away and they come back blasted and they pass it on to us. This is what this, this is it. This is it. And as much as we talk about how one week of camp will change a student's life, this is still the, our church body that's going away and they're bringing stuff back for us. So I'm just going to read through some stuff for um, um, 1 Corinthians, okay? This is verse, uh, chapter 12, verse 12. So you guys have heard this before. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. And then on to verse 15, it says, If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less part of the body. And then I'm dropping down to 27. All of you, okay, all of you together, are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Very first day that I ever led high school ministry 10 years ago, the first thing I talked about with the high school students is that people talk to you about how you are the future. Have you guys heard that before? Have you guys ever heard that? That's fine, but that's not the whole truth. Don't buy into that being the whole truth. You're the right now, right? God has called you right now to be kingdom agents, to call heaven down, and to do kingdom things. And everything that you need, you have. Right, guys? Everything that you have to do that job, you have. This isn't a, well, maybe someday when I'm older, I'll be smart enough. Nuh-uh. Well, maybe one day when I'm older and I have more money, I can go on a mission trip. Uh-uh. Everything you need, you have right now. Church. Same thing. You're all called to be kingdom agents. That's why we're here. We're followers of Christ, which means we have a commission. We have a commission to be kingdom agents, to call heaven down and bring that to us when we go places. And you're equipped right now to do it. There's not, I'm so sorry to say this to some of you because you may not like it, but there's not a time when you get to retire from this. You're not too old. You're still in it, right? And everything you need, you have. There's not a time where we run out and it's like, I'm not good enough anymore. I'm not the best looking anymore. I don't have the most energy. You know, totally, totally. <laughs> Last week I was thinking like, I'm, I, I can't do this. This is dumb. This is what I was thinking. I was like, this is dumb. The, the idea of me going to camp, dumb. I am not going to survive. And then Seth gets up and starts praying for camp and then transitions to communion and starts talking about, Jesus, you were willing for your body to break to save our lives. It's like, how can I, how can I not? Right? I think I had a moment this week with a dude who, or a camper who, um, you know, I, I, lives were changed this week. Let me say that. We changed lives this week. How can... How can it not be worth it? You know what I mean, church? We put a lot of money into camp. It's not cheap. 
It's worth every cent. It's worth every cent. And I know that part of the camp experience is we want to go and we want to have fun and we want to do these fun things, but y'all just can't believe how much impartation happens in that time. It's nuts. Is that fair? Do y'all agree with that? Yeah. Coleman's not his head, guys. He's in it. Dalton, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I mean, this is for real, guys. It's worth it. So we're the entire church body, and we all have this commission because the Lord's picked us, and he said, I have a job for you to do. So I don't know what your job is. High school students, middle school students, adults, younger kids who are still hanging around. I don't know what your job is, but you have a job. And the Lord's equipped you to do it. So that'd be something awesome for you guys to do while you're journaling is like, Lord, what do you have for me? How can I further your kingdom here on earth? What can I do to represent you to people? That would be awesome, right? Because that'd be everything you need to do. You have it. You have all the skill set that you need to serve God. And that's awesome. Is that fair? Okay, I'm going to um, pray and then we're going to transition to some more ministry, I think. Oh, yeah. I'm going to pull a Dean Stong. Is he here? Oh, yes. Okay. Yo, yo. Okay, so what I love about this, Corey said that um, David was the goat boy, right? And then he became the goat. Come on, y'all get that right? The G-O-A-T. That, that felt like a Dean situation. Oh, no. Oh, no. Dean's going to pull a Dean. Dean's going to pull a Dean. We have three elders in this church. Myself, John Crowley, and Tony Baker. Where's Tony? Tony. Uh, Tony has earned the right to do this this morning, but we just read the scripture of the elders laying hands on these young people. Uh, so before we transmission to ministry... Can we lay hands on the young people and have Tony pray for them and impart to them? Unless right now we're... Or yeah, let me, um, let me pray for the body and then we'll, we'll break up. And that can, be, that can be a major portion of our ministry time. Because um, I want to include the whole church in closing in prayer. Because um, if it's okay, I'd like to commission y'all. I'd like to bless you and commission you. Because we went away and we got something and we brought it back. And I think that's for everybody. Nothing that we accomplished, y'all, is meant to be ours. That's, that's the way the spirit works, right? We talked about that. It's to flow out. Y'all remember that from Dave's talk? Night two and three and four. Okay. You better remember some of that. But um, if you all would stand, I'm going to pray for you. Or don't stand if you don't want to. I'm totally not, not picky. <laughs> but I'm going to pray for you. So. so maybe just in faith, receive and hope that I don't blow this. All right, I'm just going to commission y'all and bless you. So dear Lord, I pray that you would bless this church. Father, I thank you so much that you've called us here to this place that feels like home to us, that we come back and we came back because this is your living room. We feel you here. Lord, and I just commission this church to take that to the nations, to take that to their homes, to take that to their schools, and their jobs, and their families, and their city, and their country, and all the places that they travel, Lord. Because you've put that in us, not for us to keep here secret and hidden, 
but to take to the world. So I bless you all in the name of Jesus. Amen. We're going to have the youth, if the youth would come up here, we're going to have the elders pray over them. If you are so inclined and want to stick around and pray for them too, I think that would be fantastic. And then it's very likely that I'm going to have them pray for whoever sticks around. So that might, that might be an interesting activity. Um, otherwise, I would say feel free to be dismissed. If you want to hang out and see what happens, we might do some crazy stuff. Otherwise, I love you. Have a great day. Enjoy your 4th of July.